I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Welcome back to News Du Jour. If you're new here, I wanted to start off with the disclaimer that while we promise to be a calmer space to consume the news, that's not to say that bad stuff doesn't happen. And when it does, we're going to be here to tell you about it and acknowledge its seriousness. However, we believe there's a lot more than doom and gloom going on in the world. And we will report on a range of different topics from entertainment to business to politics to art and fashion and much more. Whatever the top stories of the day are, that is what we're excited to tell you about. We're glad you're here. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the News Du Jour. Happy Thursday. Um, Today, I'm just going to jump right into the news. Capitol Hill police are preparing for March 4th, which is, oh yeah, today. So what happens on March 4th? I was wondering the same thing. Why this date? But it turns out for far-right extremists, they think that today is the day that President Trump will retake his presidential power. Hmm. Obviously, this isn't true, but Biden does have plans to address the joint bodies of Congress, meaning the House and the Senate. And I guess they're seeing this as their opening to take him out. And thus, security measures at the Capitol have had to be kicked up a notch because they've had to, be, had to have been kicked up a notch ever since the January 6th attacks anyway. But there is some significance to the March 4th date choice. You see, presidents used to actually be inaugurated on March 4th. It was since moved to January 20th in 1933. But you see, QAnon followers had believed that President Trump would not, in fact, leave office on January 20th, 2021, but rather he would declare martial law where citizens could overthrow the government legally. But when that didn't happen, they moved the date, you know, likely in an effort to hold out hope, to March 4th, today. But since the January attack, the FBI director, Christopher Wray, has actually come out in saying that the number of open domestic terrorism cases has more than doubled since he took office in 2017. One would hope that this time around, these threats will be taken very seriously from the get-go and that leadership will not hesitate when there are calls for security reinforcements. Stay on high alert today, and especially if you are in the D.C. area, stay safe, y'all. 
So for our next story, an update on the Tiger Woods car crash. So the L.A. County Sheriff's Department announced that they obtained a warrant for and are searching Tiger Woods' vehicle following his very serious car accident. They have been very vague about what caused the accidents, and I'll admit, the pictures make it feel very strange. There were no other vehicles involved, but somehow the car ended up way off into the woods, flipped over on deep on the side of the road. It's just hard to imagine how it would have happened. But the sheriff's deputy, John Shogol, said that it was pretty much them just doing their due diligence and that they needed to execute this warrant in order to conclude that it was truly an accident. Who knows what they are looking for, if anything. But Tiger's fellow PGA Tour golfers wore his trademark red shirt and black pants to send him their support in his recovery for which he thanked them publicly on Twitter. Pretty sweet. We will definitely keep you guys posted on any updates in this unfolding story. And for our next story, sanctions against Russia. Okay, so you guys know we have been covering the story about Alexei Navalny's unfolding situation for months now, if not close to a year. He is honestly, at this point, a symbol of hope against oppression. We have watched as he was poisoned by his own government, flown to Germany for medical treatment, barely recovered, and then was apprehended by his own government when traveling home and thrown in jail for fake charges, all so that the government could continue to oppress its own people and maintain power and control. Well, you see, when a country misbehaves in a way that we do not approve of or respect, a typical manner of displaying that outrage is by saying, you know, we don't want to do business with you. And that comes in the form of sanctions. And that's exactly what the Biden administration has done in reaction to this situation. In one fell swoop, they declassified the paperwork proving the Kremlin's involvement in Alexei's poisoning and issued sanctions against Russia. But Russia has also been hacking the U.S. government for years now, both our election system and our financial ones. So I feel... These sanctions are likely long overdue, and the Navalny team feels that they are not drastic enough. But they are a step in the right direction because attempting to, to kill your political rivals, not cool at all. And for our next story, we have kind of a mini story. Volvo says that it will only sell electric cars by 2030. Like many other car companies these days, Volvo has stepped up to the plate 
to help humanity combat climate change and attempt to save our planet from imminent destruction. However, Volvo seeks to speed up the timeline and jump ahead of their competitors by a few years. They hope to have all electric vehicles available by 2030, so in less than 10 years. Can they do it? We'll just have to wait and see. It is certainly an ambitious goal. And for our last story today, I basically have a couple more little mini stories or things to tell you guys about that are both COVID related. So first off, Biden says that there will be enough vaccines for every adult who wants one starting in May 2021. This is obviously a super exciting thing to announce. I definitely think the Johnson & Johnson vaccine coming out is a huge step towards this, and they were probably waiting on that to make this announcement. But it's really exciting because I know as someone who I got vaccinated, but I'm still worried about my husband. You know, even though I'm more at risk than he is, you never know who it can affect. And so I will just be able to breathe so much easier once he is also vaccinated and we are both safer. And then also in connection to COVID and the vaccines, I had to announce that Dolly Parton got a dose of the Moderna vaccine. And if you guys remember, we covered this a while ago, but actually Dolly Parton was one of the people that helped the Moderna vaccine get off the ground when it was just in its like seed phase, um, you know, where it's just like starting out looking for for seed money. She donated a million dollars to helping it getting off the ground. And that was just an incredible gift, they said at that time, and that they probably wouldn't have been able to create the vaccine without that money from her. And so she made a joke on Twitter that she was getting a, quote, dose of her own medicine, which was really cool and such a complete Dolly Parton moment because she is so sweet and yet she has great wit at the same time. So I just loved that quote from her and I loved this full circle moment. And that's the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you with the quote, what we do for ourselves dies with us. What we do for others and the world remains and it is immortal. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to us and really help us be able to keep creating the news du jour for free for you guys. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. You can also subscribe to emails on our blog so that you get an alert every time we have a new post or an announcement, and that's at www.sugarfreemedia.co. Again, that's sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. 
Our sugar-free media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh